Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, good morning out there and welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. My name is Tony Gambone. I'm here every Wednesday 11.30 Central Standard Time, coming to you live out of the Tough Talk Radio Network Studios here in Houston, Texas. And super excited today because I'm having a guest on that we've had on in the past, and I thought this would be a great time to have Karen on the show. She is a, a person who, well, she's a master financial coach, and, you know, we're going to talk about that in a little while here. But uh, in today's market, the way things are going in our world today, uh, money might be something that people uh, have uh, figured out they didn't do right from the beginning, or maybe they did do it right, and but not long enough, or maybe they think it's too late to start. There's a whole bunch of things we're going to touch on today that's going to help a lot of us out if we're willing to make some changes in our lives. And speaking of changes in our lives, I hope that everyone has made sure to go to Facebook and t- type in Tough Talk Radio Network and give us a like. Uh, connect with us. You can uh, find us at Tough Talk Radio Network and uh, or toughtalkchristianradio.com. And I'm just going to warn you up front right now, uh, the website is under uh, maintenance. They're updating it, I should say. And so you're going to have a little struggle there. So if you need to get a hold of me, you can go to info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. If you're looking to be a guest on the show, just email me and I'll send you a direct link to the calendar. Normally, you would go to the website, but we have a couple things going on. We're updating stuff to make it easier for everyone and to give us a better look as well and catch us up to 2020. So speaking of 2020, for most of us, it hasn't been a great year. And I I just want to say out loud that um, I am blessed to be able to sit here and have an opinion on it or uh, make decisions on it, to experience it. As much as we might not think we're being blessed at this present time, I think there's a lot for us to learn here, a lot to learn about ourselves, what we need to change, what we need to better prepare for. And as I mentioned, having a financial uh, coach on our show today, uh, I believe that from what I see on the news and talking to other folks around uh, the, the country, People are really suffering from depression. They're locked in their homes. They're starting to panic. Uh, they see the bank account going down. They see the government's not helping them like they feel maybe they should be being helped. I'm not sure what their decisions are or their or their, their facts that they're basing it on, but I can tell you this, people are freaking out. And I think a lot of it has to do with money, okay, because, you know, um, uh, money doesn't, you know, it doesn't provide happiness. It's not the the thing that you need the most. But it is a helping hand to enjoy life and the quality of life that you're used to living at. Now, maybe sometimes we live too high or maybe we don't live high enough. But my question to everyone is, are you seeing the writing on the wall that moving forward, we need to better prepare? Maybe we need to get closer to God. Maybe we need to build strength in our faith. Maybe this is building strength in our faith. Maybe this has given us a chance to help others who really need help, and we've never had that opportunity before. Because that's a feel-good thing, 
helping others. Maybe we're too selfish to help others or in our own little panic right now. Maybe that would take you away from that panic if you were to help your neighbor. Instead of focusing on your bad times, focus on how you can help someone have better times. And I can tell you from experience, it really makes you feel better. Now, will it end all your problems? No. But if things are going bad day in and day out, a couple little pieces of all that feels great moments, I think, are very important. And I think that we all need them. And I really believe that God put us here to help level on our neighbors. Now, you don't have to like them. There's no reason why you shouldn't love on them or help them or try to understand them. And if you're that person that doesn't like your neighbor, maybe you, get to, maybe you need to get to know them. Maybe if you knew them, you'd better understand them. And you would take away the dislike and put up with the tolerable likeness of your neighbor. So I hope that everyone takes time out today to just do a little soul searching. What is it that you're experiencing now that's the worst it's ever been in your life? How can you fix it? What steps can you take? And don't think about yourself in this. Think about others, okay? Because when you take yourself out of the problem, it's easier to see the fix to the problem. When we leave ourselves in the problem, when we focus on ourselves, it's too easy to feel sorry for ourselves, and it allows us not to see what others see. So step back and look in the mirror. Have a moment. Get quiet. Think about the things that you wish you would have did different. Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was a minute ago. But think about it. Try to make a change. Reach out to someone that you know and love and tell them that you know and love them. Reach out to someone that you don't really pay attention to and just say hello. Ask them how their day is going. See what you can do to help them. Change your way. It might be better. Let us know how that works for you. You can email me at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. You can call into the show, 347-989-1363. We'll give you some information later today. You'll be able to connect with Karen Ford, the Master Financial Coach, if that's something you want to make forward in, in your movement in 2020 is to better yourself for 2021 because, hey, we never expected this virus to show up, and who could tell what next year is going to bring? The only thing we can do is control what we do on a daily basis, and if we can take a little bit of time aside to make things better for ourselves and our families for the upcoming months, years, and days, I think it will be helpful. My name is Tony Gambone. And like I said, we're here every Wednesday, 1130 Central Standard Time, on the Tough Talk Christian Radio Show. I hope that if you have experienced something in your life that you feel as though God has placed on you, you have a story, a testimony, or a journey that you've traveled and you want to talk about it, go to toughtalkchristianradio.com and become a guest on our show. And as I mentioned, we are under construction on our website right now. So if you want to be a guest, go to info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Send me some information, and I'll get you a link to the direct calendar to sign up for the show. All right, we're going to take a real short break. We're going to talk. A, we're going to just sponsor a, a, an organization here in the Houston area called Guest Foundation. That's G-E-S-T Foundation. And you can learn more about it, and you'll hear the information to do that. But check it out. This is something that. It's very important to to a lot of us, 
a lot of our listeners go through this type of thing and need this type of help. So we'll be right back after this short break. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. All right. I told you that'd be short and sweet. And check out JustFoundation.org. I believe that is something that you, well, it might help you start helping others right away today. So just take it out. Check it out, guestfoundation.org. Michelle does a great job with that organization. So as we mentioned, our guest today is a lady by the name of Karen Ford. She's been a previous guest on the show. We love having her here because she is someone, well, she, she teaches us about how money matters. Now, we all say money matters, but maybe it's just a little bit of a different way of looking at it, okay? It, it's just, it's not, uh, she's written a book called Money Matters, and it's just not a book of motivational, but it's a practical use. So I don't want to waste any time. I want to bring Karen up and let her talk to you guys about a lot of things going on. Karen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Now, Karen, I know we've had you on the show before, but remind everybody where you're calling in from and where you're from originally. Oh, absolutely. I'm calling from Fairmont, West Virginia, and this is exactly where I'm from. So born and raised here <laughs> in the hills of West Virginia, and, and uh, we're almost heaven here. So <laughs> that old song. That's awesome. Um, so, Karen, you know, in in today's world, 2020, we're going through the pandemic, and it's uh, not only across the country, but around the world. There's a, there's a lot of things said, good, bad, and otherwise about it. But at the end of the day, what I see that's consistent is the suffering that the people are going through, whether they've uh, been furloughed from their job, whether they're working from home, whether they can't work, one spouse has to stay home because children in school or not in school. There's a whole bunch of chaos going on right now. And I always seem to see people pointing back to the money. Now, I know money... it's not what makes us the happiest, okay? But it does help keep the lights on, does help keep up the comfort. Have you seen a lot of people coming to you saying, hey, Karen, I really messed up before, and and now I really feel committed to start getting on track because I see what's going on, or do they say, now's not the time, I'm desperate right now, I I can't think about anything other than getting money, let alone saving money. Have you experienced any of that? Absolutely. I've actually had both types of individuals talk to me about both of those particular things that you just said. And one thing I want to say here is, you know, sometimes when we go through a crisis, that's when our eyes will open to some areas that we need to adjust. And I like to use the word adjust because let's let's face it, uh, we don't really like to change. So, 
you know, as far as I'm concerned, the only one that's not going to change is God because he says, I am the Lord, I change not. So that means the rest of us have to. Uh, But it causes us to look at our financial situation in a different light. Maybe we did make some mistakes along the way, and now it's a real eye-opening experience, you know, to, to be better savers than we are or were. Uh, maybe not to go into debt for particular items that we don't need. They're not a necessity, but they were a want. So it causes us to look at our own individual situation to see, hey, you know what, I better take the reins on this money and make sure I'm a good steward. And, And that just takes us back to the Bible basics. You know, God, we're managers. We don't really own anything. You know, when we were born, I didn't have a bag of money in my hand or, you know, have anything. Uh, And when I die, when we die, we're not going to take any of that with us. What we're going to take is ourselves and prayerfully a lot of souls that we win along the way. So when it comes to money and finances and houses and cars, God calls us to be stewards of what he has allowed us to live in, drive uh, our jobs. He wants us to be good managers of what he has blessed us with. And so when we look at it from that aspect, you know, we don't really own anything. Our name might be on the deed. Our name might be on the title of the car. But actually, you know, God really owns it all. And, and you know, we can see parable after parable uh, that Jesus spoke about. And he expects us to be good stewards. You know, I can think of the parable of the talents. One guy was given five talents, one guy was given two talents, and the other guy was given one, and he asked them to manage those things and and do with them, you know, what he expected, and when he came back, of course, we know the story, the five doubled and the two doubled, and the one went and buried it, and he saw the master, you know, as a harsh taskmaster and buried it, so he didn't use that talent. We can use that in the natural literally any gifts or talents that God has placed within us, but also our money. The money that he places places in our hands, whether it's through a job or investment, God always wants to have a return on it. He wants us to do that because let's face it, you know, we need to build the kingdom. It takes money to do these kinds of things, and he expects us to be good stewards. But, yes, to answer your question, I have received – you know, word from both types of individuals. Some really want to get out of debt to be better prepared. Some people want to learn how to invest and how to make the money that they have grow. And, you know, uh, it's not like this is an overnight thing. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't, if I mail you a hundred dollars today, you're not going to make it into a thousand by the end of the month. Um, So, uh, people have to understand that. And, you know, I always say when you try to change your lo- your ways in life, you know, it might have taken you 30 years to get to where you are, so it's going to take at least three years to get away from where you are with constant pra- practice and discipline. Because, you know, like you mentioned about the Bible, every time we're trying to do good, Satan shows up, you know, tries to steal our joy. So it's really right. important that you have someone that mentors you or keeps you accountable for this. So in your programs, do you, do you tell people to, uh, to, to lean on you as their accountability partner for this financial piece of it? Or do you make them, maybe it's a, a husband and wife, does one of them make sure that the other one's staying on point? How does that work? 
I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Actually, if it's a husband and wife together, you know, opposites attract. If you're a saver, most likely your mate might be a spender and vice versa. Uh, but we all have to, communication is an absolute key. <clears throat> you know, one can try to hold the other one accountable, but the key is that we keep each other accountable. Now, if you're single, widowed, uh, divorced, you, it's a good idea to have an accountability partner, but keep in mind you can't have an accountability partner that's going to agree with every purchase that you want to make. It has to be someone that's going to be willing to speak truth and love. In other words, if, if you're out shopping and you know maybe the, the guy wants to buy a new gun or the lady wants to buy a new pair of shoes and, and uh, you have your accountability partner there, you know, your accountability partner can't say, yeah, that's an awesome gun. You go ahead and buy that one and buy four more if you can't afford it. They'd have to be able to say, that's a nice gun, but right now is not the time. You need to wait a couple of months. They have to be able to speak truth and love to you. Did you hear that? They have to be able to speak truth and love. Honey? Hello there, Tony. Not uh, sure what happened. <laughs> well, that was just, well, you know, I said sometimes Satan will come along and steal your joy, but holy cow, I think That's he's going to show up in the middle of our that stuff. <laughs> No, ma'am. I surely apologize for that. There, we just. Oh, it's uh, no problem at all. It's no problem. I kind of think that you with know, all the people using the internet for school, that we're getting tugged on pretty hard here. So, anyway, well, let's pick that up where very... we left off. We were talking. Yes, ma'am. We, we were talking no, about right uh, spouses uh, as being uh, someone that keeps you accountable, and I think you were talking about if someone wanted to purchase a, a, a rifle or something and. You know, the wife said, no, maybe now is not the time. I think that's where you were, you were heading. Yes. You know, when you're married, it's so important. You know, the scripture says, how can two walk together unless they are in agreement, unless they agree? So it's absolutely necessary for married couples to be in agreement, uh, to get on the same page in the area of finances. And communication is an absolute key when it comes to that. Um, Absolute key. And, of course, if you're not married, uh, it's important to have an accountability partner So, to keep you on point. Mm. Now, I know that you have uh, uh, webinars and, and you used to do live events with everything going on now. I'm, I'm sure you're still doing webinars that help people get to understand more about what you do and how you do it with them. And so – can we talk about, is there one coming up? Is there something that you just finished up? Or, you know, I know they can go to your website. It's karenford.org and find a lot of things out. But is there anything coming up in the next uh, uh, month or so? In the next month or so, I don't have one scheduled. Uh, I do need to get one on the calendar. And I, I'm highly considering doing that on Zoom or even uh, Facebook video uh, group messenger. I have done that before, and that's been very successful. Um, people really enjoy that. So 
I, I just need to get one on the calendar, even though we wouldn't be able to do it, you know, live as far as uh, in person uh, because of social distancing and that kind of thing. But uh, we will get one on the calendar for sure. Well, I think now with the way, um, well, I think we all wish we'd have bought stock in Zoom, but uh, I think now <laughs> so many people are accustomed to the Zoom calls that it, it's a great opportunity because, of course, then you have it recorded and you can put it up on your website. But I think that's a great opportunity for people to tune into that. Now, I want to, you know, I titled the show today, Money Matters. And, you know, like that can be taken a lot of different ways, right? But you wrote a book that's right. called Money Matters. And can, like, I know you've written a few books, okay? Uh, but yes. Money Matters, what, what brought that on? You know, I titled that book, Money Matters, for two reasons. First of all, money does matter. I have not met not one person to tell me I don't need any more money or I don't want any more money. When we think about it, you have to have money to eat. You have to have money to live. You just have to have money. So money does matter. The second reason I titled that book, Money Matters, is because that book discusses matters surrounding money. It it discusses a proper way to budget, how to budget if you've never budgeted, or maybe you have attempted to budget, but you just throw in the towel. I go over key points on how to budget and go through that process. Also, demolishing debt. A lot of Americans have debt today, and they want to know and need to know how to get out of debt quickly and efficiently. And then I also touch base on the mind, how thoughts are so powerful. You know, Jesus said, take no thought saying. So words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So yes, it really does matter what we say. In other words, we don't want to sow a seed and then say, oh, I don't know that that's going to do any good. No, don't do that. You're digging the seed back up when you say something like that. Or don't ever say, I don't think I'll ever get out of debt. That You want to change your words when it comes to that. So thoughts are very powerful. Thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits, habits become character. And then I also touch base on building wealth, from real estate investing to investing in stocks to IRAs, Roth IRAs, uh, uh, Roth IRAs, 401ks, the whole gamut. Uh, so if someone is needing to know some basic things about money managing, money matters, <laughs> that would be the book to uh, read. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about real estate, and uh, you know uh, we have a, a family-owned remodeling business here in the Houston area, and you know real estate I think is probably one of the best investments you can make, but it's not for everybody. Of course, uh, some people just don't want to go through it, and uh, they fear it. You know, they almost treat it like the right. haunted house at the end of the street. And uh, they just right. would rather stay away from it and not have any chances. Now, explain how, without being a heavy investor in in properties, that someone could take their money. I mean, I know there's all kinds of programs like uh, where you can self-direct your own uh, 401 program and use that to help investors, you know, lend money, hard money that way. But there's ways that people can get involved in a property where they might not uh, have to, they can pay someone to manage it, they can pay someone to collect the rent and all that stuff, but it's a solid investment 
going down the road. Do you, do you ever talk with people about that? I do. And depending on how much money they're willing to start out and invest, you know, I want them to be comfortable with it. But there's ways that you can purchase properties, you know, for pennies on the dollar. Every state has a state auditor office. And many times if people don't pay their taxes, for whatever reason, maybe maybe the person passed away and, and nobody in the family knew, or maybe they didn't have family uh, to leave it to. Uh, the state auditor office actually ends up with those properties and they'll auction them off. So you literally can get properties for pennies on the dollar. Definitely worth checking into. And then you can just, once you acquire the deed, resell them, of course, making a profit. It would be a win situation for you because you sold sold it for more than what you had in it. Um, and then the person buying it uh, is making a small investment for them to flip it, or you may decide to flip it yourself. But something else to consider when it comes to real estate investing is uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts, where uh, you know you can invest in various stocks uh, that are great money makers as well. But go in with your eyes wide open. Don't just be willy nilly. And yes, that's a word. <laughs> Don't be willy nilly with mm. your money and just try something out and guess. You know, you want to you want to do your due diligence and uh, you know check it out and do do some background work that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, we, we really enjoy flipping buying and selling properties, and then uh, some properties we rent out. Uh, so we just do the whole gamut, and it's a great investment. And we started off very small when we started. So. Yeah, and I think that now we have been, I'm going to say, blessed with extra time on our hands. And instead of watching the 30-year-old reruns on television, this might be a good time to watch a webinar, read a book, learn something about what you can do to create new habits moving forward. So, I mean, because we all know that, the, well, at least in the Texas area, the, the housing market is scarce right now. It's a, it's a seller's market. But we also know come next year, because of COVID, there's probably going to be a lot of houses that hit the market for foreclosures and stuff like that. So it would be good to be a little bit educated on different things like that. It could help you. You know, we, Karen, we don't know what God's plan was for us. Maybe maybe we worked in corporate all our lives and we were supposed to be a, a property investor. Who knows? But why not right. take a chance in educating yourself at, at these times in our lives, you know, maybe even learn more, get deeper into the Bible, maybe make a better understanding, maybe – Talk to someone like yourself that that can help talk about money that makes sense to the people, you know, because that, as you said, money matters, right? So um, it, there's also something that I wanted to talk to you about uh, in the notes that I've been reading is about demo, demolishing debt. And I'm yeah. sure right now people are more in debt than they were before the first of the year. And, you know, we they just spent all their money on Christmas, but, you know, now trying to survive through this process, okay, um, maybe they're learning how to cook. I don't know, because there's no more drive throughs <laughs> But right. <laughs> how yes. difficult is that, you know what I mean, to start doing? Well, it, it, it actually, it's really important to set your mind on what you're wanting to do. You have to have a goal. Uh, whether it's a vision board, whether you're going to set up a goal, I want to get out of debt, and it needs to be fit, 
feasible, you know. Uh, you, you can't have $100,000 in debt and you make $20,000 a year or $30,000 a year and say, well, I'm going to be out of debt in a week. Uh, yeah, that would be a miracle of God. However, <laughs> it is doable. God will come alongside and help us as we do our efforts. So, you know, to, to simply put it, uh, I like the debt snowball uh, method to be honest with you. And that's where you list all of your debts from smallest to largest. So let me give you an example. Let's say your first debt, your smallest debt is a $100 balance credit card. And your payment on that credit card is $50 a month. Well, you pay the $50 a month. Of course, you pay all of your debts each and every month. And then once that credit card is paid off, you no longer have that $50 a month payment. Instead of spending that $50 or pocketing it, you now you're going to take that $50 a month payment that you no longer have and you're going to apply it to the next debt along with its normal payment. So let's say the, the next balance, you know, next debt you have is a $500 Lowe's card, right? And your payment on that is normally $100 a month. Well, you're going to take that $50 and now you're going to pay $150 a month on that until it's paid off. Then maybe the next debt is a car payment, and let's say your car payment is three fifty. Well, the small credit card is gone, the lowest credit card is gone. You have another hundred and fifty dollars a month. You're not going to spend. You're going to apply that hundred and fifty dollars along with your three hundred and fifty dollar a month car payment, and now you're going to put three fifty plus one fifty to the towards the car, and that's what we call the debt snowball method. This is regardless of any interest rates, uh, and the reason that we do that is because we are people that are not naturally patient and we want to see a quick win because if we don't get a quick win, we're in a fast-paced culture and society. You know, we've got, we're able to buy things at our fingertips on various apps on our phone. So if we don't see something that's working, we're not apt to stick with it. So that's why regardless of the interest amounts, we want to go from smallest to largest. And once you get that first debt paid off, now you see, ah, I can do this. This is working, and I'm going to stick with it. So that's, in a nutshell, a quick way to demolish debt. Also making phone calls. i tell you what happened a couple of years ago. I was coaching a young lady who had over $180,000 in student loan debt. There was, she could not see a way out of it. And honestly, the job that she was working, I, I didn't really see a way out for her as, as well. And I told her, I said, take the low road. Don't call them and say, well, you can't get blood out of a turnip. No, no, no. That's arrogance. That's pride. It's disrespectful. And, you know, the student loan people that gave you that money deserve their money back. So go in low. Go in humble and say, call them. Ask not, get not. It doesn't hurt to ask. The worst thing they're going to tell you is no. So I told her, I said, give them a call. Say, you deserve your money. I took those loans out, and you deserve your money, and I want to pay you. But right now, here is my situation. Is there any way that you can write off some of that debt? And, of course, they said, no, 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 no. She remained very respectful, and she said, okay, I understand. I'll do the best I can to get you the money. Long story short, I think it was four to six weeks later, she received a letter in the mail, and they wrote off over $30,000 
of that student loan debt. Now, some people might be listening to this and saying, well, that's not a very big write-off compared to 180000 Hey, that's a big deal, though. That's still $30,000 that they wrote off. I'm not saying that if you make phone calls to all of the people you owe that they're going to do that, but it certainly doesn't hurt to ask. And again, the worst thing they're going to tell you is no. But the key here is to really remain humble and, and don't, you know, give them a call and, and have any arrogance about you by any means. Because if you took the loan out, then they deserve their money. And, and that's just in a nutshell. You know, Proverbs says that we are to pay back all that we owe. So um, if we took the loan, then they deserve their money back. Mm. Yeah, uh, and I know that there's uh, there's programs to restore your credit where I've seen that, you know, if you write letters or, you know, you make calls, yes. that's all part of the process, and you don't know what you don't know. So why wouldn't you that's attempt? Right. And, and some people say, well, you know, I'm embarrassed. Well, they can't see you. I mean, they can only hear you, so what do you got to lose? So I, I agree. Right. I think that's really important. And And I find, Karen, and you probably see this a lot with people, that once we get out of our own way, things are very easy to access and, 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 and move forward with. We're the only thing blocking the way. It's just us, you know, what we perceive to think it's going to be versus reality. Right. And so uh, I think having someone on board, I think it's important. You know, when you don't feel well, you go to a doctor. And when you're not, when you have poor spending habits or, or, or for saving skills, uh, I think you need to hire someone. You know, I'm a business owner. Uh, I hire someone to look over my business to make sure I'm doing it right. And I've been in business for almost 40 years. So it's never a situation where you can't get better or get help. But, you, you know, you, you, have to, you have to ask for help. And sometimes you've got to pay for help. But at the end of the day, it's the only way that you know you've tried everything under your power to be able to better yourself. And I think that's the most important part is to try to better yourself. That's right. so, um, that's I have right. one more question for you because it says uh, credit card debt, risk or reward? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like using that because so many people are in credit card debt. Now, some people, you know, it can be a reward to those individuals that use it for airline miles, of course, probably not very many people are flying right now, but sometimes there's points that are, there. there's perks to it. But the key is that you pay that off each month so that you don't have any interest that you have to pay. This is where it becomes a risk, is if you are an individual and you don't, you maybe lack self-control or maybe you are really good-hearted and say, okay, I am going to pay it off every month, but three months go down the road, you're doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden something happens and you're unable to pay that credit card that month, and then you just end up, you know, keep using it, and, and now you have a monthly payment and you have lots of interest on it. So it, a credit card, I used to tell people, no, 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 credit cards don't have them, but that's not the case for every individual. So I've actually changed my tune somewhat, and I say they can be a risk to you or they can be a reward to you, but it depends on your personality, your spending habits, and your self-control. Can you really have self-control and not 
uh, use it unnecessarily, and can you pay that off each and every month? And so in order to, you know, uh, uh, build credit, you have to have credit cards. If you pay them off completely, it almost seems like they lower your your, your balance or your your availability. If you don't use them, right. they lower your availability. But if you do use them and you keep them below 30% of the amount that's available to use, that seems to build credit. So is that another discipline thing so that you can – because if you want to buy a house in today's market, you got to have a good credit score. And if you don't have credit cards – and, you know, it's hard to prove, especially if you're a 25, 30-year-old individual, how to, it's pretty hard to prove that you're, you're credit worthy. Right. So, you right. know, how do you deal with that? Well, you, I mean, if you were to have it, you know, then you want to keep a small balance on it. You want to be sure that you make that payment each and every month uh, without being late with it. So, uh, that can actually help with your, the credit score uh, and certainly understand that, that type of situation. But the key is not to allow it to get out of hand, ha- absolutely having self-control with it mm-hmm. right. and being it's disciplined not, enough you're not going to, out to, to take care of that every time. Right. It's not like yeah. you can, you're going to apply to have seven different credit cards right. <laughs> to build your credit. Yeah. But, you know, uh, right. usually – a gas card and and maybe a a Walmart card or something that you're going to spend cash on or your debit card with every week, and then at the end of the month just pay it off with your debit card, and that's a way of using that. It's it, there's there's practical ways of doing it, but once again, that's you need right. someone that's educated in that process, someone to map out a, a, a solution for the situation because everyone's situation is different that they're in. And, you know, I mean, like right now there's people struggling to feed their children because they're not in school. So there's a lot of heartache going on right now. And that's why I mentioned in the beginning of the show, if if you're doing okay during these times, reach out to your neighbor to see if you could help them get moving forward as well. Because I, I think that that's what we're basically here for. Just like you're here as a teacher to teach people, you know, about money you know, in ways that they could benefit from, you know, being practical with their money or being smarter with their money or, you know, or having someone be accountable for what they're doing with their money. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. Right. You know, life's hard. And we seem to make it more complicated because we spend money faster than we make it, you know. So, it, and, and, you know, I'm as guilty as the next person. Everyone out there struggles with money unless they're so rich that it doesn't matter, but I got to believe that they struggle as well. So anyway, Karen, uh, I know we had an interruption here today, but this has been great information. Can you let everyone know how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. It's KarenFord.org. Easy enough. Easy enough. And uh, I hope that you'll send us uh, a list of, uh, of the webinar so we can push it out through the network as well. And, and if people want to get your book, they can go to KarenFord.org. It's on Amazon. There's, there's four different books. There's You Can Do It. There's Money Nuggets. There's uh, 31 Days to a Greater Understanding of Money and Money Matters. So 
I guarantee you, if you if you get one one of these books, you're going to be a lot more educated after you've read the book than you were before you started. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. We really do appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tony. I certainly enjoyed it. All right. We'll talk soon. Folks, we're going to take a short break, come back, and wrap up the show. And uh, I just want to mention again, Karen Ford, Ford, org. Make sure to go there. Check out the books. And if you're a reader, if you're someone that's looking for something to do during these times because you're complaining the TV is all reruns, perfect time to read a good book. Check it out at KarenFord.org. We'll be right back after this here very short break. Have you ever been moved by a speaker who touches your heart? What are the unique talents that set them apart from other speakers? Do they have some magic formula for connecting? Do you want to become that kind of speaker? Dr. Vicki High and Linda Biastetos have a winning combination to present speakers that want people coming back for more. Together, they command a room, engage with audiences, and value laughter as a means to educate, inform, and entertain. If you'd like to learn from these two experts, join us to become a speaker who leaves the stage with Love That Speaker on everyone's lips. Email us at lovethatspeaker at gmail.com for more details. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, welcome back to Tough Talk Christian Radio. My name is Tony Gambone. I'm the host every Wednesday, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time here on the Tough Talk Radio Network. Great guest today, Karen Ford. You can find her on karenford.org. Uh, check out her books. Uh, her latest book is Money Matters. And in today's world, we all know that very well. It does matter, but it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, I hope everyone out there heard, the, if you didn't hear the beginning of the show, <coughs> excuse me, uh, take, a, take a second and listen to it. I know we had a little internet difficulty there in the middle of the show, but be patient with us and, and make sure to take that look in the mirror today and see what it is about yourself today that you're not happy with and start making some changes. And don't forget the neighbor. Give them a call. See how they're doing. You don't have to love them. You just have to find out how they're doing. And if you dislike them, learn more about them so you can maybe understand what it is that you perceived that made you say you dislike them. hope everyone has a blessed week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.